All right, let's uh, get back to 1 John chapter 4, and we'll read verses 7 through 11 again, and uh, see if we can uh, finish these uh, verses uh, up. All right, verse 7, 1 John chapter 4 again. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Again, love is not God. <laughs> That's what the world says. <laughs> they try to act like love is God. No, big difference. God is love. And so it says there, and so uh, verse uh, Nine, in this was manifested the love of God. In this, again, notice those things. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Had a direction, had a goal, us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son, why? To be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Right? He's the Savior of the world. But what's it say over there? Is it, is it Timothy? Where it say? He's Savior of the whole world. But what? Especially to them that believe. Yeah. He is the Savior of the whole world, but the whole world's not saved. You still have to believe for him to become your personal Savior. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed. Amen. Boy, if you know, if, you, if it ever clicks in, man, how could you not want to believe and believe the love that God had to us. God, there it is again. God is love. Well, if God says something once, that's enough. But here he said it twice in the same chapter. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we might have boldness in the day of judgment. Why? Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Good question. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Let's pray again. Lord, again, we thank you for your goodness, Lord, and we thank you for this good chapter. Lord, I'm glad that God is love. I'm glad for God so loved the world. I'm God, glad that uh, God commended his love toward us and that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lord, I'm glad, uh, dear God, that your love is a perfect love because you are a perfect God. And Lord, I pray again as we uh, uh, look at these verses again that you'd uh, encourage our hearts, dear God, about how much you love us. Behold, now are we the sons of God. And Lord, as we think about what manner of love you bestowed upon us now, and we th th speaking of blessings, Lord, that's just, I mean, uh, what a blessing uh, that uh, a, a holy God loves us the way he does.
And so, Lord, may each heart understand that tonight. Lord, I pray that if somebody here that's not saved, that tonight, uh, Lord, they would realize how much God loves them and how he showed that great love through the shed blood and death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Lord, those of us that are saved, uh, dear God, uh, Lord, may we thirst and hunger to manifest and be channels of that love as you're teaching us through your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So just a, uh, just a, a little uh, review here from uh, some things we already mentioned this morning. Again, God's greatest demonstration of love, as we mentioned this morning, again, is Calvary, and that's emphasized in this chapter. This is how his love was manifest. And again, if anyone would want to uh, argue about something that God has uh, done, you know, wow, a lot of people say, oh, well, if God's so good, if God's unconditional, why does he allow all this uh, 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 stuff uh, 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 to happen? And, you know, why are people mystery? You know, everybody, isn't it amazing? Everybody wants, you know, everybody wants to blame somebody else. You know, it's just like society, that's what they teach. You know, it's not your fault. You know, it's because... Uh, it's because you, you know, you wanted that chocolate candy bar when you were five years old and mom said no. And she made you go outside, you know, and, uh, you know, take the dog for awkward. You know what I mean? Always some crazy thing. It's never your fault. You know, it's always in uh, it, it's, you know, it's not sin's fault. It's not the world's fault. I always blame somebody else. No, God is good. The Lord Jesus Christ suffered and bled and died for the vile of us, as we saw uh, in uh, the word of God. And so, again, we notice verse 18, we were emphasizing this, that perfect love. Again, perfect love means a, a mature love, a fully developed love, a love that has reached its goal. And that love that has reached its goal, as we mentioned today, has a goal. God's love has a goal in your life. And again, some of the things we mentioned about that, again, that people might see that perfect love through the finished work of Christ. How did he manifest that perfect love? Amen. By allowing the perfect son of God to be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. And then he desires that people would see that and believe it. And then as we see in this chapter, that as we get saved, what? We might be channels, channels of that perfect love. And so um, uh, as we uh, uh, mentioned uh, uh, there, that, uh, uh, you know, there wasn't, again, let me, let me go back to that, verse 18. So uh, it says there, let me read, just read that again. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So we mentioned this morning uh, that when God created the world, there was no fear, right? There was no fear when God created this earth because all was good. Again, Satan and sin brought fear into the world. Again, Genesis 3.10 and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. Isn't that a, that a sad thing that before this, Adam and God and, and Eve and God, they had a wonderful relationship, but Satan and sin brought fear into the world. But God's love, amen, came to cast out fear. And so Adam was afraid to meet him because uh, sin came in. But now that we're saved and we've been delivered, we don't need to be afraid to meet God. Again, 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Romans 8.15, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. 
So his perfect love has given us a perfect assurance, amen? And so there's no fear in death. We don't have to fear it. Just like, you know, we were able to go to that funeral today. We knew she was a believer. And so we were able, even though we're sad to see people go, we're able to have a time of rejoicing because we know there's a future to look forward to. There was no fear there. So these verses, again, emphasize God's perfect love and how we are to be channels of it, channels of it. Again, verse 9. Look at that verse again. Again, in this was manifested the love of God toward us. Amen. Because that God sent His only begotten Son in the world. And notice how it ends. Again, that we might live through Him. I mentioned this. I want to reemphasize it. We see in this verse that what? Christ died so we might consistently live through Him. And that's the Christian life. A lot of times we think about the Christian life living for him, which, of course, right, uh, we, we mentioned that. But really, it's him living through us. So God wants us to consistently live through him. And as we do that, then we can do the second one. We can might live for him daily. Again, 2 Corinthians 5.15. And he that died for all, that they which live, that's us, that have been saved, should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Amen. Well, I'm saved. My life is all about Jesus Christ. My life is all about uh, uh, the will of God. That's what matters, the will of God. And then Christ died so we might live eternally with him. So he wants us to live, live through him, for him, and with him. First Thessalonians 5.10 again, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Him. What a wonderful thought. And then again, uh, verse 11. Beloved, if so God loved us, we ought also to love one another. If God so loved, who are we? Amen. If God, listen, if God can love that person, well, then I should be able uh, to love that, that person. And we emphasized again that, you know, again, the word of God teaches us to do so many things and be so many things. And again, he says, all that stuff's good. You know, again, like Jesus told them, hey, you still do these, but don't leave the other undone. And so we need to do all these things the Bible teaches us to do. But again, it's, he says, amongst all those things, though they're good, this is the main thing. This is the thing that give proof that you're my children, that ye love one another. This one thing, above all else, he says, solidifies and verifies that you are his disciple. You are his child. And then verse 17, and this is where we sort of finished up this morning. Again, look at that verse. Herein is our love made perfect. Again, his love's perfect, but he wants it to be perfected in us. Amen. He wants us to grow in that love. He wants that love to be mature in and through our life. Our love made perfect. God's love is made effective in our life by demonstration as we manifest it. Again, verse 16 showed us we've known and believed this love. We've known this love and we've believed the love that God has to us. Amen. I believe that God loves me. Amen. I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt about that. How do I know? Well, because I believed on the act that manifested that love, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so uh, that proved to me when I, when, when I got a hold of the fact 
When the Holy Spirit made it real to me from the Word of God, again, uh, uh, not just that Jesus died and was buried and rose again the third day, but that He died for me, shed His blood for me, was buried and rose again the third day for me, that He did that per personally for me. That's, that's when it became real. Like I said, the day I got saved wasn't the first time I heard the gospel, but it's the first time I believed the gospel when all of a sudden it wasn't over here. Uh, you know, it was right here. And I, I and that, that moment, since that moment, I've known it and I believed it. Amen. And it's being manifest in my life. And now I want it to be demonstrated. I want to be a vessel of that. And so as we saw in ver, ver, verse 17, God's love treated us right. Amen. It provided the way of salvation. God's love has taught us to treat others right, as we, we see in these other verses. Amen. Hey, listen, uh, I was uh, uh, talking to somebody the other day. Hey, uh, uh, until I got saved, you know, I really didn't know how to uh, uh, treat uh, some people right. You know, I mean, you know, uh, a little ignorant uh, kid off the street. I mean, I tried to be, be nice to people, but, you know, usually a lot of times in, in certain relationships, it was about it was about self. You know, what I, can I get out of this person or whatever? But, you know, hey, it's it's uh, when I got saved. And that love being manifest in my heart that told me to think of others. God's love allows us to, amen, finish right. It treated us right. It's taught us right. And now it's going to allow us to finish right so that we can have boldness in the day of judgment. Not arrogance in the day of judgment. No, we'll be humble, but we can have a, that just means a confidence. We can have a confidence, not, and the confidence isn't in self, but it's a confidence in what he's done in our life. Hey, listen. I have confidence in what he's done in my life. And so that's what gives me, uh, 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 that gives me the boldness. And again, verse 17 says this. It ends this. So it says, as he is, so are we in the world. As he is, so are we in the world. And we mentioned like as he is right now. Again, what's he doing right now? We said it this morning. Somebody tell me. <laughs> we mentioned it this morning. What's Jesus doing right now? Right, he, right, he's, he's up there, and he is representing us before the Father. He's interceding for us, right? He represents us. He intercedes for us. And what does he want us to be doing down here? He, right, as he's representing us before the Father, he wants us to represent him before a lost and dying world. He's an intercessor, right? He wants us to be an intercessor. Again, we mentioned one of the greatest ministries is a ministry of prayer, Man, if, 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 you know, the Lord said, if the Lord, I believe this, if the Lord told me I could only do one thing in ministry the rest of my life, yeah, I would choose prayer. I would, I'll be honest with you, I would choose prayer because I, I just, because uh, uh, to me, uh, a serious prayer, I mean, that's really where you're, you know, wanting to put self out of the way. Nobody knows you're in that closet. Nobody knows you're in that place praying as God uh, works around the world. You know, uh, you know, people might uh, sing well, right? They sing well. What happens, man? And again, it's not that people are doing it for glory, but what do we be like? Oh, man, uh, brother, that was, that was a good song, man. I would appreciate it. Man, that, hey, sister, man, that, that was a good song. Hey, hey, you guys, I really enjoyed that song. And what are you doing? You're, well, you give them a little bit of that glory. And again, not that they're seeking it. I mean, that's just nothing wrong with that part of it. Or, you know, somebody uh, preaches a message and somebody gets help, and that's the purpose, right? 
But you know, uh, uh, man, when you're in there and you're and you're giving of yourself to pray for people and you're giving of yourself to intercede uh, for people, without that really, t- if you really pray, uh, there's a sacra, there's there's a uh, a a a a. a, a, a uh, I mean, that, that's a labor thing, and that's a really uh, 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 dying to self, if, if you will. I mean, boy, the devil, your devil's trying to get your mind on this and that. I'm amazed sometimes when I get in the morning to pray, man, all of a sudden my mind just goes, you know, uh, take off, and I got to shoot that rabbit and bring it back over here. You know how it is. <laughs> uh, when you try to pray, say, yeah. You say, man, I prayed for a whole hour. Yeah, but 55 of it was trying to catch that rabbit, man. You know, <laughs> five of it was real serious prayer. That's how I feel sometimes, you know. That's how I feel sometimes uh, when I'm trying to pray. But, you know, when you get in that closet, again, and, man, you're, you're, you're praying for that missionary, and all of a sudden you read his prayer letter, and you hear that that need got met or something happened. You know, he doesn't call you up and say, oh, man, thanks for praying for him. He just and says, oh, God, thank you. You're praying for somebody uh, in the church, and they get up and give a testimony, and you might say you're praying for him, but it's not like you're not getting up like, well, of course, I was praying for him. I mean, I expect you to hear that, you know. No, uh-uh. You hear him get up and say, oh, that need was met, or God interceded in that situation, you know, and the God gets the glory, and that's what we want. Hey, what, what I want in my life, I want the things where I'm seeing the less, and he's seen the most, amen? That's what should bring the most joy to my heart, the things where I'm seeing the least, and he's seen the most and blesses the people the most. That's what, and that's what, hey, and that's what true love is. The true love, it's always about him. It's always about them. And that's how his love is, and that's how we want that love to be manifest in our lives. So we, he's representing us. We want to represent him. He's interceding. We want to be intercessors. Again, Right? What is true of him is true of us. You're seeing that over and over in this book. What's true of him is true of us. Now, as we go to verse 19, it says again, we love, everybody knows this verse, we love him, that next word, because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. Now, think about that. If, if, if his love is being manifest in our life, if we're being channels of his love, that is also why, that is not only why we love him, again, that's why we love everybody else, right? Why do we love the souls of others? Because he first loved us. We love the souls of others because he first loved us. You know, why, why do I love you? Why do, why do I love the church? Because he first loved us. <laughs> why do I love this book? Because he first loved us. Everything, anything, any time that, that, that perfect love is being manifest in my life, if, it's being, if that perfect love is being manifest towards lost souls, it's because he first loved us. If that perfect love is being manifest towards my brothers and sisters in the church, it's because he first loved us. Anytime that perfect love is being demonstrated, the reason it is, why do I love my enemies? Because he first loved us. Matthew 5, 44. Turn over there, Matthew. Just let's just look at these verses uh, together. Matthew five. Matthew five. Turn there quickly. How can I love my enemy? Matthew five, verse forty-four says this. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And persecute you. That's, that, that's what God, God is doing that today. Right now, God loves the world, right? God loves the world. Right now, 
Look, there's people out there, and what are they? They're the enemies of God. There's people out there cursing God. There's people out there that hate God. There's people out there despitefully using God. That's what religion is doing. Religion despitefully uses, right, God, if you will, right? But in the name of God, they do all these, all these things and confuse people, right? And you know what? God still says, I love you. And that's why it says, notice verse 45, why, is he, why, why am I telling you to love your enemies? Why am I telling you to love these people? Look at verse 45, that you may be the children of your father, that you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. Look at it. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. He sendeth rain to the just and to the unjust. <laughs> you know? Hey, uh, uh, you know, I, the other week I told you about me and my wife, we put that little elevating garden out. And, you know, matter of fact, okay, I put the frost cover on it last night. Oh, honey, did you remember to take the frost? Okay, okay, we'll talk. But we put the frost cover on it, right? Got to the next one. But, you know, I mean, that's fun. I'm like, oh, it rained the other day and all that stuff, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, and, and, and that's a blessing. But you know what? Somebody who's not even thinking about God, don't care about God, it, it rained on their garden too. Amen. You know, hey, listen, uh, uh, God in his grace allows it to rain on everybody's garden. But you know what? You're responsible for what you plant in that garden. Remember that. You're responsible for what you plant in that garden. And he says, love your enemies. Why? That ye may be the children of your father. Because, listen, that perfect love, when that perfect love is being manifest, that's evidence, that's evidence that you're being like your father. Right? Verse 48, be therefore, there it is, perfect, even as your father is perfect, which is, in, which is in heaven is perfect. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. You see, we have a perfect God that's manifest perfect love, amen, and it's given a perfect result, the, a, a perfect salvation. So, hey, listen, what he's saying? You hear the saying, like Father, like sons? That's what he wants. Like Father, uh, like sons. That's what he wants. Again, here it is. What, do you, what is he saying? That you may be the children of your father. What he's saying? Hey, what's true about me, I want to be true about you. He's, that, that's the verse of saying the same thing. Hey, I love my enemies. How do you know? Because God so loved the world. He died for the whole world. He shed his blood for the whole world. Right? He did all this for the whole world. And what was he doing? He was loving his enemies. Right? And those that hated him. Right, forgive them, Father. What did he say? I mean, here they are doing it, and even in the midst of it, he says, Father, forgive them. He manifested that perfect love. And he's saying, listen, I love my enemies. Couldn't we agree? Because how do I know? Because he loved me. I was the, Before I got saved, what was I? I was the enemy of God. I hated God. Now, I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said that, but I didn't have to say it with my lips. I showed it with my life. I said it with my life. By the life I was living, it showed that I hated a God and was against God. And you know what? He still loved me. He died for what? The ungodly. Why were yet sinners? Christ died for us. You see, he still manifested that perfect love. And you say, oh, you want to be like your father? Well, to do that, you got to love your enemies, right? That you might be the children of your father. He said, that's what he's saying there. Hey, what's true about me? I love my enemies. I want to be true about you. Love your enemies. We are perfected by allowing his love to be perfected in us. When we think about this, when we look up to him, when we look up to him and what he's done for us, how can we look down on anybody else? When we look up to him and truly understand how he loves us, 
and how, and how he's manifested that love toward us and how he's poured that love into us and all that he's done for us. When we look up to him, how can we look down at anybody else? We certainly have no right. And that's what verse, verse 20, verse 20 again says, if any man say, notice how often you, you see that phrase, say, you know, words are, words are cheap. Words are cheap. I was, I was talking to somebody else and they were, you know, they, they said, well, hey, you know, I'd like to whatever, whatever. And I said, hey, I said, words mean nothing. Words mean nothing. If it's not in the heart, words mean nothing to God. You know, actions mean nothing to God if it's not in the heart. We can say all day we love God, but hateth his brother, he's a liar. He that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? You see, we hated. Before, we hated. Now, for saved, we love. Titus 3, 3 and 3, 4 say this. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy. Look at this. Hateful and hating one another. That's what we were before we got saved. But that's why this. But after, whoo, thank God. But after that, the kindness and what? And love of God, our Savior, what? Toward man appeared. What made the difference? When the kindness and love of God, the goodness of God, leadeth men to repentance. Amen? That perfect love, that kindness, that love, the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. But after, what changed? We were hateful and hating one another. But today, hopefully, I'm not hateful Hopefully, amen, I'm not hating one another. What made that change? When the kindness of love of God toward man appeared, and I believed on it. You see, he that, think about this, he that does not love the image of God's nature in God's people that he has seen, that's what it's saying. Hey, listen, you're saved, right? Amen, Christ is being manifest. God is being manifest in uh, your life. So he that does not love the image of God's nature and God's people that he has seen, how can he love God? Amen. Because you're, you're, you're God's children and God's supposed to be manifest. And, and, and boy, if, 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 that, if I can't love that, boy, how can I love God himself? I love God. Well, if I love God, then I love the image of God, if you will, in his people. Right. I love I love I love Jesus. That's what. Hey, how do why do I love my my brother? Because I know Jesus is in them and I love Jesus wherever he is. Amen. When you love somebody, you love them wherever, wherever they are. Amen. I love Jesus. And so if I love Jesus sitting on the throne, then I love Jesus sitting in your heart. <laughs> Amen. If I say I love Jesus sitting on the throne, then I'll love Jesus sitting in your heart. I'll love Jesus no matter where he is. You see, God went all out or all in, however you want to say it. God went all out or all in to show or make clear his perfect love for us. He went all out. He said, man, I, 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 want, I, want, I want to make it clear. I don't want them to have any doubt how much I love them. I'm going to manifest my perfect love by providing a perfect way of salvation. And if they believe on it, they'll get a perfect result. Amen. An eternal uh, salvation in their life. God went all out, again, or all in, however you want to say it, to make clear his 
love for us. Now, the question is, how are we as his children? How are we doing or what are we doing to go out or showing that we're all in to make clear our love for him? Amen. What are we doing? He went all out. He said, I'm all in. Right. And that's all he's saying. Listen, uh, he went all out or all in for me. And you know what? I should be willing to go all out and all in for him. You know, again, I think about, uh, you know, when you watch TV and sometimes you see some of the places where these newscasts are. I think, man, if those people are, again, are willing to go there to to, to get a story, we should be willing to to, to go there to tell us. I don't see why a child of God wouldn't be willing to go anywhere under any circumstances. Amen. If the Lord sent him there. If he knew, again, if he knew it was God's will, you better make sure you're in God's will if you go there. But listen, how could anybody, if God, if you, if, if you knew God was burning your heart to go somewhere, I don't care what, what, what you had to go through to get there, how in the world could you say no to God? When you knew, when you know that he didn't say no to God the Father, amen, with what he had to go through uh, to provide salvation for you. So again, he went all out, all in to make clear his perfect love for us. How are we? Let us ask ourselves, how am I? What evidence is there that I'm going all out or in to make clear my love for him or make it evident to others? How am I going all out to make it evident to others that his perfect love is being perfected in and through our life? How are people seeing his love in and through my life? Again, verse uh, verse 19, it says this. We love him, there it is, because he first loved us. You see, uh, uh, we, our, our love isn't perfect yet. That's why we love him because. You see, what is perfect love? Perfect love is a love that has no because. I've mentioned this before. You see, uh, John 3, 16, right? What word's missing? Because. It doesn't say, for God so loved the world because. No, it just says, for God so loved the world he gave. It doesn't say, for God so loved the world because. But God commended his love toward us because. No, he just did it. He just did it. And see, that's how we can test if we're really manifesting that perfect love when, when we get rid of the because in our love. You know, we, you know, I love her because, you know, well, why do people get divorced? Because, well, but I loved her when I had her because, but I sort of, <laughs> I don't see no because anymore. So, you know, you know, no, uh-uh, no, we, 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 we just, we just love. We just love. That's what we do. We love, you see, and, 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 and the better we are at getting, getting, getting rid of that uh, because, and we just see people as souls uh, uh, that need uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and just say, you know, I, I, I love you and there, there should be no because in that love. Of course, the, you know, how did Christ love the church? He loved her with that. He just, he just loves the church. There, there, there's no because in his love for the church. So what does that mean? Uh, in man's love for his wife, there, there should be no because. So you know what that means? Divorce isn't an option because there's no because, Right? 
So there's no uh, because, so that because can't be taken away. I just love her, right? Our, 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 that's how we love our, our, our children, you know? We don't say, well, I, I, love, I, I love that. No, we, we just, that's probably the closest thing naturally to you, right, is a, is a love uh, for children. But that's how, and that's how we're supposed to love people is, is uh, 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 brothers and sisters. Hey, I, you know, I, you know uh, so, sorry, um, uh, Benjamin, I don't have a because. Sorry, I, got, I can't say, well, I love Benjamin because, amen. Now, I like him because, amen. <laughs> no, uh, I, can find a lot, I can find a lot of becauses to like Benjamin. I, I really like Benjamin, right? But listen, but just, but just as far as my brother uh, in the Lord, I just say, hey, he's my brother. I love him. That's why I was saying uh, 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 at, at the funeral, and again, my friend, uh, 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 Brother uh, Crab, taught me this. He'd always say this. Brother, when a brother or sister has a need, we just do. We just do. And that's how he was. Somebody had a need, we just do. What did God, what, what does God do? You have a need. He, right? God said, we just do. God just did, didn't he? He just said, hey, they need to be saved. We just do. <laughs> we just do. And that's, that's that love. We get, Lord, help me to get rid of the because. That's why our love is up and down and in and out. It shouldn't be in and out. It should be all out and all in. That's the way our love is to be because that's how God's love is. And so, and, and the, reason, the reason we get, we get uh, 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 you know, uh, frustrated and in and out with people, right, is because, because, right, <laughs> we're looking for that because. We just have to say, listen, Pull that off the table. Amen. I love, amen. I love my spouse. I love my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I love uh, the souls of men. I love my God. Lord, you didn't have a because and help me to get that. I'm not saying out there yet. Amen. But hey, that's a, but we're hopefully we're headed in the right direction. So let me finish up here and ask a couple questions. So God's love. Do you see it being perfected in your life? Do you see it being developed and growing in you? Are you gaining victory in areas, amen? Maybe you have people you maybe you had trouble loving or a type of people you had trouble loving, whatever the case might be. Are you gaining victory in areas of your life or once you did not have? Are you able to love and care for people perhaps you could not before? Are you learning to see beyond the peripheral things and realize everyone uh, uh, needs uh, the Lord? Everyone needs the Lord. That's why I always liked to, uh, I, I enjoyed going to the outcasts. You see, the gypsies, they were, they were outcasts. Boy, you, you get over in Europe, everybody hates the gypsies. And so people ask me, say, well, how do you work with the gypsies? Well, I said, well, what, it wasn't too bad because you know why? I always said it this way. Gypsies were used to people running from them, not running to them. You see, so when they saw somebody running to them, amen, they actually opened up their homes and opened up their hearts. When I went to uh, uh, the pygmies, the pygmies were, were the rejected people of the jungle. Did you know that they used to not consider, uh, a lot of the, the people in Africa still don't consider pygmies humans. You know, even 100 years ago, less than 100 years ago, when they brought pygmies to Africa for the World's Fair, they kept them in cages like animals. There. But you know what? God loved them. So what a wonderful thing to go to these people and say, hey, and to love them and to love them. Again, God is the God of perfect love and that he loves even the vilest of sinners. 
We are only capable of loving others because Jesus Christ has come to live in us and his love is shed abroad in our hearts. So we need to allow God's perfect love to develop and mature in us. We need to recognize that we are showing love to others when we seek to win them to Christ because love is desiring the best for others and nothing is better than knowing Christ. We need to realize that when we love one another, we give evidence that we are truly Christ people. And you, and you just see that, man. Uh, many of you have traveled, even if you go to another city and you walk in a church, man, there's just that connection. There's just that connection. If you've been to other countries and you go to service in, a, in another country and you don't recognize their language, but you recognize that love, you recognize that spirit, amen? You recognize that you're part of the same family. That's just a, a wonderful thing. So we need to rejoice that God's perfect love has cast out all fear, even the tormenting fear of death. So we love him because he first loved us. Amen. But hey, let that love, amen, uh, work through our life. Help us to be channels of that perfect love and say, Lord, amen. Uh, I know I love you because, but Lord, help me to get my, rid of my because for others. Amen. And just have that perfect love like you've had toward us. Let's pray.